I didn't start CrossFit to be competitive, and I didn't get into the competitive side until several years later. And I would say I didn't get start. I didn't start getting competitive until three, three, four years ago. And then I was like, oh, this is fun. Like I started with local competitions. I remember seeing Aaron in local competitions, and.、Um, So that was always cool to me, and that was always fine. And it wasn't so much about competing; it was about I want to prove to myself that I could do something that I never thought that I could do. I always see these the top level girls; they have the ten years of gymnastics. They come from Division One swimming. They are they were elite track competitors, and I just didn't have that background, and I didn't have those same opportunities. And to be able to prove that I could still get there. Over time was something that I wanted to prove to myself. So that's really cool, and it's really cool that both of you—it was years into CrossFit before you even thought about competing, which I think is pretty amazing. This is episode number one fifteen of Pursuing Health with Fee Sagafi and Erin Vandendriesch. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. I'm really excited to share with you that this month, in addition to twenty dollars off your first order, ButcherBox has a very special gift that is so good I can't even mention it on the podcast. You can learn more about it at butcherbox.com/julie, where you can find all the details. So, if you know me, you know I care a lot about where my food comes from, and that's particularly true when it comes to meat. I believe that meat can have a place in a well-rounded diet, but there's a huge difference. When it comes to animals that are raised in feedlots and that are fed primarily corn and soy, and routinely given growth hormones and antibiotics, and those that are responsibly raised, fed their natural diet and never given growth hormones or antibiotics, high-quality meat like this is hard to find. But ButcherBox makes it super easy because they deliver 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork, as well as wild Alaskan sockeye salmon directly to your doorstep. All of their products. Products are humanely raised and never ever given antibiotics or hormones. This gives me some peace of mind knowing that I can trust my meat is the highest quality out there and will taste amazing. Plus, they offer free shipping anywhere in the contiguous 48 United States, which is awesome. Right now, ButcherBox has put together a very special deal for all Pursuing Health listeners. If you order your first box, you'll get a very special gift plus an additional twenty dollars off. And as I mentioned, that special gift is so epic I can't even talk about it here. You'll have to go to butcherbox.com/julie to check out the deal and get your twenty dollars off your first order. Now remember, it's only available until supplies last, so go check it out right now. Once again, that's twenty dollars off plus a special gift. With your first box by going to butcherbox.com/julie. Check it out. I promise it will be worth it. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, let's get started with this week's episode. Well, hello there, and welcome back to Pursuing Health. In this episode, I had the pleasure of sharing a conversation with two very lovely young ladies who will be competing at their very first CrossFit Games in Madison in just a few short weeks. Now, I had met both Fee and Aaron through the years in our local CrossFit community here in Cleveland. If you stay tuned to the episode, you'll get to hear some of those stories about how we all first met. And I've enjoyed watching them from afar as they've both developed into two of the fittest women in the world. 
We caught up just after they had both secured their qualifying spots to chat about how they got into CrossFit, their evolution as athletes, and what tips, habits, and practices they found to be critical in allowing them to qualify for their very first CrossFit Games. A little bit of background about each of these women before we get started. First, Erin is a former Baldwin-Wallace University gymnast and a two-time Central Regional athlete. She made an appearance at regionals on the Seatown CrossFit team in 2017 when we were teammates, as well as an individual in 2018. With the changes to the 2019 game season, Erin made the surprising decision to opt out of the Open, and instead she focused on competing at sanctionals, most notably in the Italian showdown where she topped the podium and earned her ticket to the 2019 CrossFit Games. Erin is a nurse and a current nutrition coach, and she trains out of her husband's affiliate Route 18 CrossFit in Medina, Ohio. B is a former high school volleyball athlete who started CrossFit as a way to manage her weight and provide some direction in the gym while she was in college. After two appearances at the Central Regional, one on Team CrossFit Mentality in 2017 and a second as an individual in 2018, she decided to dial in her training and her mindset and commit to her goal of becoming a games competitor. She finished in 24th in the 2019 Open, securing her rookie berth to the CrossFit Games. Fee attended John Carroll University, where she earned a degree in exercise science and most recently graduated with her master's in business administration. Fee currently coaches and trains alongside Scott Panchik at CrossFit Mentality in Mentor, Ohio. I think you'll be impressed and inspired by both of these ladies as you listen to their stories, just as I have been. A couple of quick reminders before we get into the episode. First, this episode is produced by CrossFit Beyond the Whiteboard, the best workout tracking in the biz and the one I've been using since 2009. You can learn more about them at beyondthewhiteboard.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a rating. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com. Finally, please remember that although I am now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, let's get started with episode 115 of Pursuing Health featuring Fee Sagathi and Aaron Vandendriesch. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I am super excited to be here with two very talented ladies from Northeast Ohio who have recently qualified to their first CrossFit Games. We have Erin Vandendriesch and Fee Sagafi. Mm-hmm. Welcome Perfect. to the podcast. Thank Thanks you. For having Thank us. you. <laughs> I'm so excited. And we were just saying how you have gone through a lot of firsts together and your journeys have paralleled each other in a lot of different ways, but also there's some differences. So I'm excited to kind of dig into both of your stories and um, where you're at today. So why don't we start with your background? So Aaron, do you want to start first with kind of what your life was like growing up, what sports you were into, um, and anything you want to share about <laughs> your childhood? Um, so basically I was a gymnast my whole life, um, from the time I was eight until I graduated high school. So, um, besides doing gymnastics, um, I started diving in oh, high school. Right. So, um, I think I was a junior in high school and then I continued to dive in college cause we didn't have a gymnastics team. So basically gymnastics diving were my two main sports. That's very interesting. And so I, we know I did gymnastics growing up too. I was in Michigan. What, 
was it like, were you in club gymnastics that whole time? Did you have a high school team? What was your experience like? Um, club gymnastics all the way until high school. And then um, once I got into high school, I did four years of high school gymnastics. Oh, very good. That's yep. what I did too. It was the best. It was awesome. So much more fun. So you. much more fun <laughs> to be in a team environment. And at least in Michigan, it wasn't really a path to college gymnastics. Like one, it's, I think it's different in Ohio, but in Michigan, you either had to choose to stay in club or to do high school gymnastics and have fun. And that would be the end of your right. career. Right, right, right. And it was a blast. Absolutely. And it's cool to see that you then transitioned it into diving. I think we saw that a lot in our um, community in Michigan too, where you would try to recruit other gymnasts to either do diving or pole vaulting, right. depending on the season. Right. Way easier on the body. <laughs> yeah, for you guys sure. have the skills. Well, that's good. Right. You already know how to flip. It's just a little bit colder. You have to get used to landing on your head <laughs> instead right. of your feet. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And what was that? Ex where did you go to college and what was that experience like competing in a college sport? Um, I went to Baldwin Wallace and it was fun. Um, kind of had friends right off the bat. So mm -hmm. that obviously is a huge thing going to college. Um, and yeah, I was, I was glad that I could be on a team and compete for something. I only, di uh, I only dove the first two, three years and then I, I took a break my senior year. Okay. And what were you studying in college? Pre-physical therapy and oh. exercise science and then graduated, decided I did not want to go to PT school and then went back for um, my BSN nursing. Awesome. Yep. I did not know that. Yes. I just kind of assumed you'd always did nursing from the beginning, but mm. very cool. Yes. Awesome. How about you, Fee? What did you like to do growing up? So growing up, I was always, I was always top boy growing up. So when I was little, always involved with, you know, playing backyard sports. But then in high school, the only sport that I played was uh, volleyball. Oh, really. cool. I did volleyball. So that's my background. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit different. I don't come from elite gymnastics or anything like that. I kind of just started with volleyball, did it for three years. And um, after that, I did the JO, the Junior Olympics off-season mm -hmm. traveling just for a year. But um, other than that, I've always, I was never involved in, you know, a wide variety of sports. I didn't pursue it really in college. I didn't really want to play mm -hmm. in college. It was kind of one of those, I want to go to school and do my thing and mm -hmm. stay focused there. But so it's kind of crazy how, you know, I started CrossFit coming from not really much of an elite background mm -hmm. or, you know, a solid foundation just through a couple years of volleyball. And mm -hmm. that was pretty much it. That's so cool. Did you, even when you were playing volleyball, did you do much with weightlifting or strength and conditioning or anything? No, like no. literally like when we went, it was high school volleyball. So at least at Orange, I went to Orange High School, mm -hmm. small, small school. And we didn't do strength training. We didn't do much conditioning apart from like whatever we did within the two hours of practice. Mm -hmm. But I had no experience with weightlifting, no experience with like true conditioning. Mm -hmm. Um, no, like I could not give you a single pull up for the life of me wow. when I started CrossFit. So that just shows like <laughs> even like what I was walking into. Yeah. And um, so no experience whatsoever. I knew how to play volleyball. I could get you, I could give you a bump set spike. And <laughs> that's it. That's awesome. And cool. So you're not a very tall athlete either. No, so no, I was obviously you've got yes, the entire back row libero defense. Uh -huh defensive specialist and that's interesting yeah. that's very similar to my sister she found volleyball as her main sport in high school and not the tallest but that was her position and mm -hmm. I think it helped like she has a great squat yes and that's <laughs> that's literally like the only thing that I really had going into CrossFit was like 
I have some strong quads. <laughs> I think because I was just always in the bottom position there. And that's it. Like, everything else wasn't as strong, but yeah. I have some strong legs. So yeah. it was good to at least have, have that For sure. to that's start. awesome. And did you guys both grow up in the area, or where did you mm-hmm. grow up? Yep. So I grew up um, in Perry, so probably okay. 15 oh, I didn't know that. away from here. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. I grew up, I grew up, well, I'm born here in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I ended up moving out to Youngstown. I lived in Boardman for a couple years. Okay. And then moved back here. It was more because of my dad. He was working at a couple hospitals Mm -hmm. and eventually made his way back here again. And uh, so, yeah, so back in Cleveland, I live in Pepper Pike. Cool. Been there since. Awesome. And you started to get into this a little bit, but I want to talk about how you guys found CrossFit, how you got into it initially. So, Erin, you want to start? So, we, I believe we just graduated college and my husband Carlin and I were sitting on the couch and the ESPN CrossFit games came on and I was like, oh my God, that looks so fun. Like, look <laughs> at all the stuff they're doing. And we both competed, you know, our whole lives mm-hmm. and we weren't currently doing anything. So I'm like, that would be such a cool thing to try. Mm-hmm. His dad had a building that um, was vacant and that he was looking for someone to rent. Oh, So we kind of just decided to just jump right in. Oh, Start a so CrossFit. Awesome. I did not know that. <laughs> we didn't know anything about CrossFit. He got his L1 uh, right off the bat, and I just started doing it for fun probably the first three years. Mm-hmm. I was just thrilled that I could do a pull-up, and mm-hmm. like I was just like doing these workouts. Had no idea how to snatch or clean or anything, but I was doing these workouts, and it was so much fun, um, and then as like more and more people started coming in the gym and becoming more competitive, I was like, okay, I need to I need to like ramp this up a little <laughs> bit here and then I started taking it a little bit more serious. So yeah, the first three years were just like, cool, this is fun. Nothing crazy. Just doing it for health, something to stay active. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Didn't and compete. kind of fill that void after being done with your college sports. For sure. For That's sure. awesome. That's yeah. so cool that you guys just opened a gym. Yeah, like we're like, why not? <laughs> That's so cool. My husband has a business degree, so he he really didn't know what he wanted to do after college and this kind of just perfect yeah, opportunity yeah. On our lap. yeah so oh that is so awesome that's well, really awesome there's now. i'm just learning so much about you i know right? i know <laughs> <laughs> really so many <laughs> how about you Fee? well i started crossfit so it was my freshman year in college so i think it was that's 2013 just about mm-hmm. and pretty much how i stumbled onto it at the time i was i was not in a good headspace i was gaining some weight you know like it, a lot of people gained that college what is it Freshman, freshman 15. <laughs> freshman 15. Mine was like the freshman 30. Okay. And I just didn't have, I wasn't confident. I didn't feel good about myself. I needed some kind of structure and some kind of accountability. And at the time I was with someone and they said, Hey, like check out this new sport. It's kind mm-hmm. of developing. And he showed me a couple of YouTube videos and he's like, it's called CrossFit. Maybe that's something that like we could do together and get mm-hmm. involved. So I, at the time I wasn't involved in a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. I knew there were like some around, but I was just at Lifetime Fitness. And so we would go to Lifetime Fitness and like hit, hit a couple wads together, yeah. some burpees, some pull-ups, box jumps, just like just standard movements. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like I like this. This is fun. Like, and at the same time, I, when I went to the gym by myself, I didn't know what to do. I hopped on a treadmill and mm-hmm. ran a couple, you know, two miles, grabbed a couple dumbbells, like threw them around and mm-hmm. that was it. I just, just did not know what to do. So it was really nice to be able to step into a gym, have that structure, have someone leading you and just be confident and comfortable in what you're doing and not having to question a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I started CrossFit 
you know, because I wanted that structure. I wanted to also just feel good about myself. I wanted to be in a comfortable community that made me feel safe. And I wanted to, you know, feel good with the people that I was around. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I started. And it, it really just started because I wanted to lose a couple pounds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I just wanted to lose some weight. <laughs> and I wanted to stop wearing baggy clothes. <laughs> like, that's literally why I started. And, um, and then it took off. So then a couple years went by. You know, it w I wasn't as consistent. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was only making classes, you know, a couple times a week. My eating habits weren't the best at the same time, so I really didn't see, you know, the results and the gains that I wanted and mm -hmm. the gains that you see, like, with the athletes that are on the TV. And it all came down to the nutrition. Mm -hmm. So once I started to dial that in, then I started to really see, you know, my performance improve in the gym mm -hmm. through movement and through proper eating. And um, I didn't start CrossFit to be competitive. And I didn't get into the competitive side until several years mm -hmm. later. And I would say I didn't get start I didn't start getting competitive until three, three, four years ago. And then I was like, Oh, this is fun. Like I started with local competitions. I remember seeing Aaron in yep, local competitions. I here too. And um so that was always cool to me and that was always fun. And it wasn't so much about competing. It was about I wanna prove to myself that I could do something that I never thought that I could do. Mm -hmm. I always see these, the top level girls, they have the 10 years of gymnastics. They come from division one swimming. Mm -hmm. They are, they were elite track competitors. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't have that background and I didn't have those same opportunities. And to be able to prove that I could still get there mm -hmm. over time was something that I wanted to prove to myself. So that's really cool. And it's really cool that both of you, it was years into CrossFit before you yes. even thought about competing, which I yeah. think is pretty amazing. For sure. Um, and you kind of gradually got to that point. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to talk a little bit about the first time I met each of you because <laughs> I think that's a good part of the go. story. Yes. <laughs> so being living in the same area, um, I met Fee first. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because we were just talking about this the <laughs> other day. And looking back at some of the emails that we had. Oh, my gosh. So I remember because I had just recently moved to Cleveland for med school. It must have been around 2012, I think. I think it was during my first or it second year of med school. It was around 2012, 20, It was the fall of 2012. I remember okay. That. So, um, so I'd been here for about moment. a year. This is a pivotal moment. <laughs> so I was at Whole Foods, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think I was like sitting like drinking coffee and studying or something you were in the corner yeah I remember that um and all of a sudden and you like came up to me and introduced yourself and you I think you had just recently started CrossFit or yes. you were like very, yeah you were very new into it and um you just like told me a little bit about how you were getting into it and you were excited and then we, I think we exchanged emails because then we have a few emails <laughs> after that <laughs> where it was just cool to look back to see you'd send me a little update. Like I got my first muscle up yes. and you just one pulled of the, that up yeah, one of the emails even, even said like, you know, I just want to keep getting better. And I, my goal is to make it to regionals one day, which yes. is so Aww. cool to see now, like how far you've come. And then I well, think at first I was like, I approached Julie and I was like, 
can I have your autograph? I've like <laughs> been watching you on TV for so long, and I think it's so cool what you're doing. I think I even said like, if you want to get a workout together, yeah, yeah. I think we were like we were trying to make that happen because so that was before Scott even had this gym. Yes, long before you were here. I think he was working out at CrossFit Distinction, and mm-hmm. I was just starting to go there, and he was just starting to like break away and maybe open his gym. So mm-hmm. it never, never actually really happened at that time no yeah we never really got to work out together yeah until black flag until now yeah <laughs> um and yeah i still have your autograph really? so julie gave me her email too oh, so then that's i remember yeah i remember getting my first muscle up i think it was my first bar muscle up and i, I immediately like emailed julie just to like let her know let you her sent me a video of it i did send you yeah. a video oh my gosh i, I still it. have it i think like scroll back in my instagram and like my all my first first yeah. muscle ups are there that's so awesome but it's been so cool just to like from afar see how much progress you've made since that time and we've run into each other here and there like yeah. just being in the same area and I remember the first time I came to um, mentality here and saw that you were coaching and it's yeah. like oh my gosh look how far she's come then you graduate college you I know like, but it's like you've been with me this whole time really <laughs> I know yeah. so it's been really cool that is awesome thank you long time <laughs> in the making yeah so cute. it's crazy yeah um, and then Aaron, I think the first time we met was when you came up to Seatown for an open workout. Yes. Um, and so we had a mutual friend, Katie, mm-hmm. who you had done gymnastics with. Yes. Grew when up you were with younger. Katie. Yep. And so when you started CrossFit, did you know that she, like, were you keeping in touch with her? Did you know that she was doing it? Um, I believe so. Um, we never worked out together or anything. Okay. And I don't think we had until mm-hmm. right around that moment where she asked me to come do that workout. Yeah. And so we, Katie and I were both at Seatown and we were doing the open, I think it was 2016. And, um, she was like, we were trying, we were like thinking about trying to get a team together, but it wasn't going to happen that year. But she's like, I have this friend who did gymnastics. She's really good. And like, she's going to come up and do a workout. So we oh came gosh. and did an open workout. I can't remember which one it was. It was one oh, with I bar remember. muscle ups yeah, and power snatch and bar muscle ups. Okay. So it was Your jam. Yeah. Four or something? something like that. Um, biggest moment of my life. I swear. <laughs> it was like, the, no, I didn't, oh. but like I was competing or I was going against Julie. I'm like, Oh my God. That's so weird. I still have that like, is, that's Videos yeah. of you have videos? Warming, well, warming up in the back of the gym. I'd be so nervous. <laughs> and my one friend who was there coming to watch Josh, he was filming me warming up, and then he was secretly panning to Julie warming <laughs> up. He's like, this is how games athletes warm up. <laughs> Not like this. Uh, <laughs> I love these videos. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. It's but so funny to see, like, like even, like, to go back to all of our first, like yeah. when you, f- when our, we first started mm-hmm. and just to like see the growth and to see, so that is awesome. It's crazy. I'm and it's important. To do some creeping later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's important to do right. To like appreciate how yes. far you've come because it can get frustrating when you feel like you're not making the progress that you want to. And then you yes, always have to step back and say, Hey, like look at where I've come from. It's really sure. cool. Yes. Sure. Really cool. I think that's the hardest thing that I, I struggle with and I think a lot of us do anyways and it's just you you know that you shouldn't get into that Mm -hmm. you know mindset of comparing yourself to other athletes or like even saying that oh I'm not where I want to be but I think that's always going to be a never-ending process if especially Mm -hmm. if you're always if you're someone that's very non-complacent and um but yeah I think Scott Scott's really really been a huge help when it comes to just reminding myself where I started and Mm -hmm. why I started and it was never to, you know, beat anyone else. And it was never to, 
you know, compete. Mm -hmm. It was never about competing. It was always about just staying true to who I was and having fun with it. Mm -hmm. And it's just been awesome to take those moments, take a step back and be like, okay, see where you've come from. See all the progress that you have made and give yourself credit for it, which is important. Yes. It's important to have those people around you who are going to help you. Absolutely. Um, keep that mindset. So anyways, Aaron, um, after that workout, then I think the next year we recruited you to actually come up and train with us and join our team. And so we went to regionals, um, as a team. And I think that year you were also on a team, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we were, we were all on teams at regionals and was that your first regionals or my first? Yeah. It was our first time getting a regionals team. It was my first regionals and it was with myself, Kristen Panchak, Scott's Mm -hmm. wife, um, another coach here, Mike Neitzel, and then Dr. Chad Teague. He's a chiropractor. That's so cool. Go Cairo. <laughs> I know we were next to each other actually. Yeah, but we, we were, were next like, to each other. Yeah, on. we were. I think yeah. we were next to each other in most of the heats. Um, so, what was that experience like? Because I think, like, talking about parallel journeys, that mm-hmm. was both of your first experiences at regionals. Um, what was that like? And then, what did that do as far as like setting goals for your future seasons or future years? Yeah, you want to? That was a huge moment for me because um, I remember the year before when the first time I actually like wrote an actual goal goal down mm-hmm. what I wanted to do with CrossFit was make it to regionals that mm-hmm. was like never had any intention of making it to the games but regionals mm-hmm. was like I, I think I can make it mm-hmm. and then you guys asked me to be on the team and I was like oh my gosh like yes for <laughs> sure I would love to try so um, I think I was working night shift um, at the hospital then so whenever I could find time came and mm-hmm. practiced with you guys and then we made it and being there that first year was so surreal and so crazy and just I remember walking in behind you like we were all together but <laughs> kind of behind you and everyone was like, like turning heads looking at Julie like asking for <laughs> autographs oh and I was like that's the coolest that's thing my ever <laughs> like oh, I cannot believe I'm here I was like taking pictures with all the signs like athlete check-in just like <laughs> posing with everything like I am so freaking cool right now like this is awesome and like it was so fun my my gym was freaking out. Everyone was so happy. You had such a big support crew there from I your gym. Did. That was awesome. The biggest hype squad. And then um, just competing that year and watching some of the individuals go as well. Um, that's what kind of lit my fire to try to go individual for the next year. Mm-hmm. I think I can actually make it by myself too. I don't know. We'll see. So. And then you did. <laughs> and then I did. That was crazy. Yeah. That is awesome. That's something similar to me. Like, so similar to you, I, I wrote a goal and well, I came to, I didn't start at mentality here. Um, I ended up, I was doing, you know, a year or so of CrossFit. Then Scott opened up this mm-hmm. gym. I was like, I want to make it to regionals. Like <laughs> I see you guys on TV and I was like, that is so cool. Like I want to do that. So I moved up here or came to this gym and I told Scott, I get, I told him my goal. Like mm-hmm. I want to go to regionals. Like I want to make it. Mm-hmm. And however long that's going to take, it'll take, but that's definitely a goal. So that year that we made regionals, it was just one of those that like, oh, like finally we did it. We did it as a team Mm -hmm. and doing it as a team was awesome to get the experience, to see what it took to be an individual. Mm -hmm. Um, But just having that first year of experience to give that fire Mm -hmm. and know, okay, like this is what I'm going to have to do moving forward to make it as an individual, mm-hmm. the work that you have to put in, the consistency that 
you know, has to happen. And um, But, yeah, I was fangirling <laughs> my first year. I feel like I'm such a fangirl with a lot of things. <laughs> Scott tells me, like, chill. You are a competitor. <laughs> like my, they are like your Carlin competition. <laughs> Carlin's such a fangirl. <laughs> I did take a picture my first year when we went. I took. I saw Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Uh-huh. She's rushing in to check in. I think she was getting, she, I think she was running a little late, but like I stopped her. I was like, can I take a picture? And like, I was probably, I was like, I just want to take a picture. I'm such a fan. And she takes a picture with me and it's like little me and then Sarah. <laughs> and she's, you know, she's getting ready for her regionals. And so I fangirled after that. So <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Was, like, again, like all these women, I've been seeing these women and guys like on TV mm-hmm. competing as professionals and, and now, now like here we're here like, yes and like we're not too far behind them and mm-hmm. so like I could get there mm-hmm. and yeah that's how it kind of started but such a cool like obviously you're fangirling a little bit but to see like okay I can hang with these people or I can mm-hmm. they're not they're still human they're you know there's nothing that they're doing that's that special that I can't do too yes. and I think there's something about that like like you said being there and just seeing what it's going to take and what you have to do um and obviously then putting in the work and making it happen. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool to see. For sure. So how did you guys change your training then after that year of team, knowing that you wanted to try for individual the next year? Yes. Um, I started Misfit training, mm-hmm. uh, the online blog, as soon as I got back from regionals because two of our boys on mm-hmm. our team were already doing Misfit. And I, I knew that, actually, I didn't know up until that moment that a lot of people that were qualifying were following Misfit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, I'll give it a try. And... Prior to that year, we, my training partners and I had just been making up our workouts mm-hmm. every day, just on the fly, like mm-hmm. pretty much whatever we liked to do <laughs> is what we would program. And it was awesome. It was fun. <laughs> we would do just like the longest, worst workouts, but there were things that we liked to do. Right. And then coming back, starting Misfit and actually having a structure and a plan and a program completely changed everything. Mm-hmm. So now I was forced to do everything pretty much that. I was uncomfortable with that Mm -hmm. I wasn't great at and it it made me way better the following year yeah for sure that's awesome yeah mine was well I've always been following RX mentality Mm -hmm. Scott programs for our gym and after and then RX mentality is that the classes is that something in addition or what is that so that's RX mentality are the classes okay and in our programming there's you know there's the open programming and then there's like regionals programming okay which is a little bit more amped up maybe you're seeing a little bit more volume Mm -hmm. um you know heavier weights um a little bit longer weightlifting sessions maybe a couple more sets than Mm -hmm. what you're able to fit into class and then there's also a part that we call extra credit that he calls extra credit so that's work outside of the hour session got it so that could be anywhere from like extra conditioning extra weightlifting um skill work work Mm -hmm. just practice just more Mm -hmm. just a little but it's not all that much it's probably like you know 15 to 30 minutes extra of Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. and so after team regionals I continued to take classes so like me taking classes didn't change Mm -hmm. but I just always I was looking more onto the regionals programming okay and doing the extra credit after okay and apart from that I always found myself doing a little bit more every day Mm -hmm. just a little bit you know whether it was you know a little bit of extra conditioning apart from what was programmed Mm -hmm. because I knew I needed that and I knew that if I wanted to make it to regionals I needed to put in that extra work Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times when people ask me like what you what you do to like 
get to regionals or get to the games. It was just like, just put in a little bit more than what most people are doing. Mm -hmm. And that put in every single day is definitely is something that completely changed, you know, the difference from 2017 team regionals to being able to qualify 2018 individual Mm -hmm. regionals, the extra work that I was putting. But um, my nutrition was definitely getting a little bit better and better as well on top of the training. Mm -hmm. I wasn't spending, you know, four hours in the gym. It was still like an hour and a half, two hours, but I was dialing in more on different areas of outside of the gym, Mm -hmm. how I was eating, how I was sleeping. But again, like my recovery necessarily wasn't the best because at the time I was still full-time student, you know, typical me, like Mm -hmm. up until one, two in the morning, getting the work done. Mm -hmm. Because like if I had spent my afternoons here, then I would go back home and study and do my homework and Mm -hmm. then go to bed two in the morning wake up at six o'clock, go oh to school, gosh. study, whatever, come back, train. So it was like, that wasn't the best, but those little things, at least implementing a little bit more in training helped mm-hmm. a lot. So during this time you were full-time student and you mm-hmm. were, were you coaching here yet? Or So I wasn't at the time I was, yeah, I was coaching. I wasn't coaching as much. I was coaching just a couple times a week. Okay. So I think I was like on the, on the noon class schedule mm-hmm. throughout the week, I think three times a week at the time. Okay. So I was still more focused at school I was only able to coach a couple times a week Mm -hmm. and then and then just come and then Mm -hmm. train and you were at John Carroll for school what were you studying yes John Carroll University I did my undergrad in exercise science so we're similar there (laughs) and then I also graduated with my MBA just this past uh, December that's awesome so I finished that up congrats yeah um and Erin what were you, you were working as a nurse. What was your schedule like as far as work during this, this time? Um, during like when you were training for, to try to qualify as an individual to regionals. So I was night shift on a neuro floor. So this was before labor and delivery. And, uh, I hated, hated my life at the time. (laughs) I mean, night shift is just tough. It was tough. And I was always cranky and hungry. And I remember just trying to I hated to sleep. I hated to waste the whole next day mm-hmm. when I could be training. So I would come home at eight in the morning and sleep probably at the latest till 11. And then I'm like, I, I like I'm missing out. Like I have, I have to go. Oh my gosh. So I really don't know how I did it I, with sleeping like that and just being all over the place. Like I was still following, um, I think actually I was on RP okay. diet. So super hungry all the time. And just trying to space <laughs> it out over 16 hours. Because like, you're awake for so much. Yeah. yeah. And then you can have your little bit of whatever. I was allowed to eat then. And then come home, sleep for a few hours, train, and then try to fall back asleep before I would go back. So it was really, really hard and kind, kind of a blur. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly how I did it, but somehow I just... I feel like it's one of those, it. like, no matter what your schedule looks like, like, if you want something, you just do you it. You just do it. You yeah. find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And you make it work no for matter... Sure how many hours of sleep you're getting yeah. or how yeah. stressed you are. And sure. That's awesome. We need to get you ladies some sleep. I well, know. I think hopefully now it's better, but <laughs> we'll get there. Now we're great. <laughs> I always wondered how we'll you there. did it. I know. Oh, I med students sleep. Sleep was like, for me, like one of the things I could not do without, do without just cause I can't function without sleep. But I think time management is huge though. Like that's the one thing that I've been. And, and just like learning to say no, like you can't mm. do everything, you know? Yes. I think that's too. important and like figuring out where your time is best spent, but that's tough, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when you have so many things going on. Um, okay. So you both 
then the next year qualify as individuals to regionals. And mm-hmm. what was that like? Now you're actually out on the floor competing against Sarah Sigmund's daughter that you yeah. had taken a picture with the year yes. before. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if she remembers. If she watches I have, this. I think I have, have one a picture with her. too. Do you really? Yes. Sarah Sigmund's daughter. She she gave me a high five just recently at the Rogue. Yes. On one she of probably ones. remembers you. Yeah. I hope she remembers. <laughs> you know. But um, so after I qualified for individuals my first year at regionals, I was just so excited. I think like my goal was just like just qualify, just, just like there. qualify, just get there. And I got there and it was awesome. And um. And then obviously, like, once that step comes, you're like, okay, now I want to, like, show up. And I want to, like, I want to, like, I want people to recognize me and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, make a name. And um, I didn't do that so much my first year at regionals. Mm -hmm. I ended up getting 32nd place at my first regionals. And I was... I was proud that I was able to qualify and get there and earn that spot. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I just felt disappointed. I think I, like, went into it because I was like... There's, there's, there were so many things that I could have changed and could have done. And, mm-hmm. and the last thing that I wanted was like that regret, like, oh, I should have done this more. Mm-hmm. But that's how you learn. And it was, I think, oh, and so after, so the last event of regionals, it was a thruster and rope climb event. Mm-hmm. And we had practiced it and I did not do anything according to plan. <laughs> I think I just like went all out. I had nothing to lose mm-hmm. and just completely redlined and was failing rope climbs just I was like, this is my wheelhouse, like thrusters, like that is my wheelhouse mm-hmm. workout. I love rope climbs and it just like all shattered. And I have a picture that uh, it was just me like bending over the bar and just mm-hmm. like disappointed. And I think that moment had to happen and I had to get, you know, the place that I didn't want at regionals mm-hmm. to really give, you know, that fire to get to take into the next season. Mm-hmm. And um, even though I was a little disappointed coming out of the weekend just on like my performance, I'm so happy that it happened the way that it did. Mm -hmm. I learned so much. So after that, you obviously, so you weren't happy. How did you change things? Like, how did you change things going into the next season? And then, you know, what was your goal really coming into this season? Yeah. So after that regionals, even though, you know, I didn't place the best, I, I eventually ended up going to, the games as a spectator Mm -hmm. so Matt Bickle shout out to him he ended up getting giving me like a ticket that's like hey are you going to the game the CrossFit games to watch I was like no I can't afford I don't have a ticket to do that and you had you ever been before never been never been I've always just watched it on my laptop and Mm -hmm. tv and uh, he's like oh well I have a I can get you hooked up like (laughs) I got a ticket for you and so eventually I ended up going to the games as a spectator lost my voice there (laughs) and um I loved it I was like I want to be there like I want to be on the field I want to be doing everything that they're doing and it was just just the energy the crowd you know the athletes just just admiring the athletes that have put in the work and have earned that spot Mm -hmm. I wanted to put in this you know that work and earn that spot too and um, it was an incredible weekend to have just because I came home and I think I was like, okay, time to work for the games. <laughs> like, it's I was on, like, yeah. it was a very like ambitious goal. And I wrote it up. We have a goal board at yeah. our gym. I love that. And I wrote like qualify for the 2019 CrossFit games. And um, I knew that it was going to have to take a ton of work and I need to change. I had, I would need to change a lot of things mm-hmm. more than anything mindset too Mm -hmm. it's it's believing that I 
can do that. Mm -hmm. And it's not this like those girls are there and I am here and I don't have that. So I can't get to that. Mm -hmm. And I think for the longest time I thought that, you know, I'm just not good enough and there's no way I'm going to catch up to that level. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to take me years to even try to get close to being a games competitor. But Scott has been so helpful. He's Mm -hmm. taken me under his wing when it comes to just forget about, you know, you know, qualifying for the games in 2019, like just focus on today, Mm -hmm. focus on your training today, focus on your training tomorrow, like take it one training session at a time. Mm -hmm. And give yourself credit for what you can do. And we'll continue to make, you know, your weaknesses, strengths. And we'll take it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And so he took me under his wing a little bit more and just kept me accountable for what I was doing. And um, so that kind of all led into the season mm-hmm. and then the Open. So that's how I qualified for the Games. That's crazy. Um I want to come back to that, but I want to hear Erin's story first about her first regionals individual experience. Um, so what I think like? like fee, my goal was just to get there and mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that I actually qualified individually. So, um, I remember they, they announced the triple three workout and I had never run on an assault runner before. And mm-hmm. there was like a 24 hour gym down the street that had <laughs> one. So I practiced, I think once or twice before we went and I kid you not, could not run 800 meters on that Oh my thing. gosh, they're it's impossible. <laughs> I was like, so oh tiring. my God, like it, like I just remember, just please get me through this workout and like, I'll be so happy. I don't care how I do, just get me through the three mile run. Mm-hmm. So we get to regionals and uh, like my eyes are like, oh, like, I cannot believe I'm here with all these girls. And what, wasn't that the first workout of regionals? Yeah, triple the three? triple three. I kept that in practice so hard, <laughs> so, <laughs> so much. I was like first almost first one of the first ones off the rower like this is going great you like, killed double it double unders were great <laughs> I was almost the first one onto the salt runner and I just remember just trudging along my dad has a video and it, it is so funny because my like I'm just swinging my arms and just like stomping on this thing but I see there I had a lot of people from my gym there that were cheering me on and I just see like this neon hat across like at the finish line and he's <laughs> my friend my training partner Trey is just screaming like <laughs> just keep going so I was like okay just one step at a time I'm praying to God as I'm doing this I'm like just please please just finish and I finished that workout and I had never been like that was probably my greatest moment of regional I didn't do good but I finished, finished it, it and yeah. I made it through and then as the weekend went on I just I kept surprising myself like okay you're you're actually not that far off from these girls like like 10 20 seconds or something mm-hmm. like that nothing too crazy and I ended ended up finishing 14th that year which blew my mind I'm like holy moly like if I put in another like solid year mm-hmm. just strict nutrition strict training um like you could you could do something maybe yeah so yeah so how did you change did you have the goal then for the following season of trying to of wanting to make it to the games and how did you change your training or your lifestyle to try to work towards that goal um I guess in in the back of my head the goal would be now to make it to the games but I never really voiced that you never wanted to say it out loud yeah Yeah. I didn't want to say it out loud because it just sounded absurd like of course everyone wants to make it to the games like you're just gonna sound silly if Mm -hmm. you say it out Mm -hmm. loud so just just keep it in like you're good so I just kept working hard and working hard and then they 
they changed everything. Now there was no more regionals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of big changes. So you guys are like, I mean, everyone is. first. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are, but everyone is used to this structure of the open and regionals. And, you know, you've been to regionals before. You know what it takes to qualify. There's That's less of an unknown. But now they completely throw all of that away. And it's mm-hmm. totally different. Mm-hmm. So, like, what were your first reactions when that happened? I was sad. I was, like, literally I was lost. <laughs> I was lost. I'm like, what? I didn't understand what was going on. Like there was something called sanctionals. Like, cool. I'll never like, how am I going to get to Australia? Like I was just so bummed out and I'm super stubborn and I'm like, I'm not doing the open. Like just forget it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was, I was lost for a sec. And then I remember Misfit putting out a podcast. Um, and unlike the, I don't have a coach and I don't have someone who Mm -hmm. is constantly telling me all these very encouraging things so I kind of just read a lot um just some self-help motivating Mm -hmm. books that kind of like got me back on my feet and Mm -hmm. I I listened to the podcast and it was like like they were saying like if you are like if your whole life is destroyed right now because regionals is gone like you're not doing this for the right reason like you Mm -hmm. need to take a step back and reevaluate why you're doing this in the first place Mm -hmm. so I'm like you know that's that's very correct that's right so I kind of took a step back and just remembered why I started CrossFit and it, it's just fun mm-hmm. I love doing it I love competing I love being there so I just did every single thing that I could do um, during the off season to get better and um, started to understand what the sanctionals were and that okay I could qualify or I we could go to Italy we got invited because yeah. we went to regionals and um, I decided that's the one that I would go for not thinking that I would win, but I wanted to try because mm-hmm. I think it she be almost cool. didn't go too. I almost did not. Really? You almost didn't go, and I was like, "You need to go." Yeah, because like, you had the competition before. Yeah, so in Mid Atlantic, right before, and I was on a team for that, and we did really good. We got sixth place, and I'm like, "So expensive." My mom's like, "Aaron, <laughs> I will help you pay for it. Just Aww. go." I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to Italy. Holy, <laughs> holy moly!" Like I can tell my kids one day, like. Your mom competed in Italy. Like that's that's good enough for me. So I'm like, that's what out of all things that you want to tell your kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it, and yeah, that's how the weekend turned out. It was insane. That's that's incredible. No, when I found out that regionals was gone, I was bummed. I was in Charl. I was in, yeah. I was on vacation with my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and um, someone sent me the link of like, you know, no more regionals, Mm -hmm. and I was like. I just got there. You're about to take this away from me. And like, I was like, okay, like I was sad. And, (laughs) but at the same time, I was trying to understand a little bit more on like, okay, what do these sanctionals now mean? Mm -hmm. And the more that I learned about it, the more, or the less bummed I was actually about regionals because it kind of allowed for more opportunities to qualify for the games, Mm -hmm. which I absolutely love how I think the setup is now you have different opportunities um to get to the games and get that bid and get that ticket and even though it requires a little bit more traveling it's still a great opportunity if and it's not just you know it's not just your region and it's not just those five limiting spots and Mm -hmm. then if you don't make it then it's like you're done like there's you then your season ends right right there Mm -hmm. and so then I appreciated that a lot more and so I ended up finding out, someone told me, one of my friends, Ralph, he ended up told, telling me, like, oh, did you know that Italy's giving out, like, if you qualify for regionals, like, you totally have a ticket to at least qualifying in Italy. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, and 
they were only like accepting um the athletes to reach out within a couple weeks mm-hmm. oh so, wow so, so they didn't reach out to you no they didn't they had like posted it on their mm-hmm. instagram page i guess and i wasn't following them on social media i've never heard about the italian showdown until like, mm-hmm. i didn't either no like i ended up posting it and aaron's like i think you messaged me and you're like oh are you going and i was like yeah like all regional athletes from 2018 get to go like get your butt message and them sign right up. Now. <laughs> yeah message them and um i think you immediately did and so then that's how i decided on italy i was like cool like I'm going to go to Italy and I'm going <laughs> to try to qualify for the games there too. And, um, I got second, Aaron beat me out on that one. <laughs> and, uh, which was, I was just as excited, I think for her wow. getting that bid. I think I cried a little bit. I was so <laughs> glad we were there together yeah. for real. That yeah. Was, it was so fun, but, um, it was cool. It was still cool. It was a great opportunity to get into a sanctional event. It was my first sanctioned event. And, um, and I, I mean, I loved everything about it. I mm-hmm. loved traveling to it and I loved having the experience I think is still huge for me as I continue to develop into the sport Mm -hmm. and so that was great and I think my dad at first was like there's like competitions every weekend talking about local box competitions he's like why can't you just sign up for one of those (laughs) why do you have to go all the way to Italy for this I was like I think this is a little different dad just go to Italy you'll you'll get an understanding once you get there but don't ask too many questions yeah (laughs) just let me do my thing just love me and support me. That's so cool. Um, and you had just recently found out, like, officially that you had qualified through the Open. Was that before you left for Italy? Yeah. So I think, like, everything was official when I got to Italy. I think, like, CrossFit, they came out with mm-hmm. their official list. Um, but, yeah, so the Open, it was the best, hands down, obviously, best Open that I've ever had. And every week that I did the Open, I actually wrote up one of my goals was, like, I just want to – hang with the elites I just want to see how close I can get to that blue line and if I get 50th I'm happy because like I think last year I was like maybe a hundred something or whatever Mm -hmm. it was so like every year was a little bit more improvement but Mm -hmm. every week this or the the weeks into the open were just better and better and like I I kept seeing my name Mm -hmm. like flirting with that blue line and I would get messages and be like V are you seeing yourself on the leaderboard I'm like (laughs) Yeah, but it doesn't matter until the fifth week, right? <laughs> and um, I was like, okay, like, I could do this. Like, this might this might be my ticket. Yeah. And 19.5 thrusters and chest of arm. Scott, I was doing it my second time, and it was Monday. Mm-hmm. We had to submit Monday night. So and you did it. When did you do the first time? The first time was Friday Night Lights that okay. we were here. So we were here Friday Night Lights, and it was um, Scott and I were facing off. Okay. And Scott had his strategy, and I had my strategy, but, like, my strategy was the same as his strategy, which is not all the best. And <laughs> not I, necessarily good for you. Not best for me. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to hang on to these sets. And I was like, me too. <laughs> like, I completely redlined the first workout or the first attempt on it. I was like, okay, we need to re-strategize. And um, I get into doing it on Monday again. And before the workout even started I think it's on my Instagram page I posted it yeah I saw that the most intense like Scott comes from like a coaching background a football Football coaching yeah yeah so he's all about like giving those like pre-performance speeches (laughs) and he looks at me he's like this is your last workout and this is your ticket to the games so when you're hurting Uh just tell yourself this is my ticket oh my gosh I'm getting chills just like repeat that (laughs) the more that you hurt repeat Uh it in your head there's like music in the background. Yeah. I, was like, I love oh, that. Like, okay, so I'm pumped up. <laughs> and um, 19.5, like finished it out. I ended up shaving off 
almost a full minute wow from my time and I ended up like hanging out like we completely re-strategized and and I just stayed to strategy stayed what felt good and just trusted myself and that is literally on repeat in my head I'm going to the games I'm going to the games and mm-hmm. this is like this these next eight minutes I could either qualify myself for the games or I could sell myself short so mm-hmm. I was excited that's awesome that was it. what an amazing feeling to finish that workout knowing that you Amazing. Gave it everything you had. I gave it up. And that's the thing. Like, whether it qualified me for the games or not, I finished that workout in that open. Mm-hmm. Just proud. Mm-hmm. Proud of every single attempt. And I didn't walk away thinking that I could have given more. And I, like, that was my goal. Like, I want to give every single workout just no doubt in my mind that it was everything I had. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was very happy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you both wanted to go to the Italian showdown, but. What was your strategy, Erin, for the Open or for other... Did you do any other sanctionals or want to do any other events to try to qualify? Um, I, I did not do the Open. I did it with my gym just mm-hmm. for fun, but I didn't sign up online. Um, I did do Mid-Atlantic, thinking that... And why did you choose not to do the Open? One, because I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Two, because I'm stubborn. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, Honest, my honest answer is that I did not think that there would be a point because I'm mm-hmm. like, it's not like I'm going to be top 20 in the world. And then I see Fee creeping up <laughs> and everyone's messaging oh, me. So do you think that maybe you should have like tried? And I'm like, I just, oh, so, like, I just can't hear right now. Even my dad was in on it. Like, hey, E, like you, you probably should just sign up because you, you never know. You never know. I'm like, dad, stop. You don't, you don't know. What, do you, what does my dad know? And he was right. And I just, I beat We were texting each other about the workouts too. Yep. Yeah. Cause I would do it with the gym and then I would. I was trying not to look, but I couldn't help it. And I just kept comparing my scores. I'm like, are you freaking serious? Like, you are the biggest dummy in the whole world. Like, why wouldn't you try? Why? I'd, so I don't know why I didn't. I think I was just being a brat. A little bit more pressure in Italy yeah. helped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Mid-Atlantic, um, I thought we had a good shot at doing really well. The team that I had, mm-hmm. um, Danny Seidel, uh, Josh Habeck, and Vinny Butita. So we were going to try to make it as a team. And like I said, we did really good. We got sixth place. Um, but there's always things when you're on a team that you wish, like, there's things you can't control. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're more in, of an individual, you can have your own strategy and figure out, a, like, mm-hmm. your own plan. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, I, yeah, I have to do it. I have to say I at least tried mm-hmm. to go to Italy. And you had already gone to Wadapalooza and done really well yes. earlier this year. So did that, like... What was that like, and did that give you maybe some confidence as an individual competitor? Yeah, I forgot about Wadapalooza. Um, so <laughs> I did you the won. <laughs> <laughs> I w- yeah, well, so I did the That's online awesome. qualifier, and they took 20, right, to the elite category. I think top 20, and okay. I was like 20, like 2 or mm-hmm. 24 or okay. something, and just missed the elite, which I, I was bummed about, but I'm like, okay. Well, I st- I'll still go and compete because that's fun. Mm-hmm. So I competed in the RX division and um, was behind the whole weekend. Um, and then the last day was like my jam. There was handstand walks and <laughs> heavy snatches and uh, just some more heavy like barbell cycling, mm-hmm. which I'm surprisingly better at than light barbell cycling for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> so I can't problem now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I came up from like 80 points behind and ended up winning the RX division. And I think I like posted some pictures online and someone commented like, 
when am I going to see you at the games? Mm -hmm. And I remember (laughs) commenting, you're so sweet. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and then, uh, yeah, then went to Italy and won. I was like, okay. And what was it like going to Italy? Did you have, what were your expectations or your goals going into that competition? Um, make the first day cut was my goal because there's 200 girls and they cut to 40 and I had no idea what the competition was going to be like. Um, I think the roster was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. More athletes were supposed to show up. And I think because of them already qualifying or something that they didn't go. Mm -hmm. So then all these spots were like started opening up and I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the roster. All right. This is good. This Mm -hmm. is all right. This is cool. So then, yeah, like I said, my goal was just to make the cut on the first day. And then, um, after the first day I'm like I think I was in like 11th or something and then they reset all the scores completely yeah. and wow. I knew those were like not good workouts for me so I'm like okay if, if I was in 11th with bad workouts for me then I think I can do pretty good the rest of the weekend mm-hmm. so. and at what point during the weekend did you or did you ever let yourself think like okay I think I can win I think I can qualify to the games um so day two the scores are reset and I think we had do we have two or three workouts? We had two workouts. Two workouts day, day yeah. two. And mm-hmm. I was sitting in first and I remember like calling my dad and calling my friends. I'm like, I can just go home right now. Like <laughs> I, I'm in first place in the Italian showdown. I'm like, I don't really even want to compete in the next few <laughs> Everyone's like, hey, shut up. Like mm-hmm. you can do it. You can do it. I was like, okay, I can do it. <laughs> so I literally had to dig deep inside of me and like refer back to my books and that sounds lame, but I had to do oh, that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And kind of get myself in the right mindset. Like you're, you're here right now. Why, why can't you be there tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think, um, the last day there was the running and squat clean one, yeah. which not, not a good workout for Aaron. You killed it. And that's, <laughs> She's the, lying. and that's the workout that I Tinker actually that did the best on. So you I was did. really, really proud of myself. And I think at that moment I'm like, okay, you're your competitor you can do this yeah. we were next so. to each other on that one yes we were right next to yeah, each other awesome what I was it like competing myself. with each other having known each other fr- from ohio and now you're in italy competing next to each other it was, it was very comforting, comforting. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. i could take like that was just and i was telling aaron too i was just like thank god we're next to each other mm-hmm. and i think it's just because like we've we've been together in local competitions we've competed on team together yeah. um before and just like having someone that you recognize that you know that you also know like where their strengths are yeah is is good and um you know how to push and it almost like keeps you accountable so it was a cool little I literally did not <laughs> see anyone else on the floor mm-hmm. I was just I just know I knew Aaron's right there <laughs> and she's creeping up and I'm like right behind and I'm like okay let's just stay with yeah on that one I was just like just stay with Aaron yeah. <laughs> and um it was cool we were we were together on another uh, event it was the pistols and yes kettlebell snatch it was muscle yep. ups kettlebell snatches and uh pistol squats mm-hmm. we were next to each other in the lanes just going up the floor so and we're helping each other out also off the floor like yes she was practically dying after every workout (laughs) having a coughing attack so i'm trying to calm her down and i was having girl problems and she's trying to help me out (laughs) like right before the workout so (laughs) it was nice to have a friend to lean on yeah so even like on the competition floor it was comforting and we're competitors on the floor but in the back which no one really sees what goes on Mm -hmm. behind the scenes but 
we're just supporting each other and, you know, telling that, you know what, you got this on the next workout. Like, mm-hmm. you're feeling good. Aaron's coming up to me like, are you okay? Do you need anything from mm-hmm. us? Like, I'm like with my tea and my Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> She's like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> just like calming me down and like, Fee, you got this. Like, yeah. this is yours. Like, you're going to get through it. And that's just so like awesome. having that and overseas, especially when you're not home. And yeah. um, it was awesome to have. Mm-hmm. So that's really awesome. Um, what do you think was the biggest change, whether it's training wise or mindset wise that allowed you to make that big shift to be able to qualify for the games this year? I think the biggest, hands down, the biggest shift in mindset was giving myself credit for, like I said, like what I can do and knowing that I could get there, not the whole like, oh, what if you know, kind of mindset. And what if I had the gymnastics experience? Mm -hmm. I could get to the games. And what if I had that, you know, level of elite, you know, sport in my background, I could get there. And it was, Scott always tells me like, you deserve to be there. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not a fluke. Like, this is not by accident. You didn't perform the way that you did in the open and in Italy just by luck. Mm -hmm. And you need to give yourself credit that you, everything that you are doing is worth getting to the games and you deserve that just as much all the other competitors that have earned their ticket deserve that and I think that was huge for me is just having that mindset and being confident in myself mm-hmm. I think for the longest time I've always like I said like I've always seen the girls on tv and I've seen the competitors online and it was always like this overly ambitious goal that I could never get to because mm-hmm. I'm just not them mm-hmm. and and Scott's like yeah you're you mm-hmm. and like that's all you need mm-hmm. and just take it day by day but mentally you have to be, stay dialed in because if you continue to beat yourself up on not being you know where you want to be because of her and your lifts not being at you comparing. know comparing mm-hmm. and just like you're you're just not going to have fun anymore mm-hmm. and it's going to beat you up in training and what has it been like I mean, how do you and Scott work together? Do you train together? Does he coach you? How How has that, because I imagine just with his experience and being able to see how he trains every day and he's mm-hmm. obviously been there year after year, I mean, that's a huge advantage just to, I mean, I think you see it in a lot of situations, like even how Katrin started was by training with Annie and seeing like, oh, this is how she trains. I think it's achievable instead of imagining these athletes as like completely unattainable. Yes. So just recently like this past year I never really trained with Scott until this past year okay so it was crazy like last I think it was last August it's like fee I want you to start you know getting on what I'm doing Mm -hmm. which is obviously a little bit more games training um so this was after you had been to the games and you've got that little bug in your ear like okay exactly and he's like you could get to the games and I want to help get you there Mm -hmm. and he said that like in the summer and I was like okay yeah sure. <laughs> if you believe it I'll believe it like and, but that's um, huge right having other people who believe huge. in you is huge and I think he saw something that I never mm-hmm. really thought I could do um so after that he ended up like he would so the way that he does programming he writes programming pretty much goes through it tests it out and then what he does for the RX mentality program he does a different version of that okay. he's like but you're going to be doing what I'm doing okay. and so he would send me he would do the programming and I was I would always be a week behind him okay and 
I would do, I would, I'd stop doing classes and I started to do training on my own at first, Mm -hmm. which is never fun. (laughs) (laughs) And if anyone does training on their own, it is so hard to just stay focused and stay motivated and accountable. But, um, so that's how it started just doing workouts on my own. And he would write the programming Mm -hmm. and give it to me. And I would be doing it throughout the day in between coaching classes Mm -hmm. and then come closer to, uh, Italy mm-hmm. that's when we started to actually train together okay. so then we were we were on the same program and we would hit sessions together and then l- the sessions that we couldn't hit together because of you know his work mm-hmm. and my classes um I would just do separately but mm-hmm. he we would always be like he would always send me his times mm-hmm. and score or whatever the intention was for that workout yeah and then he would always follow up too mm-hmm. so it wasn't just like here do the workouts let me know how you do and mm-hmm. we'll hit it tomorrow it was always just revisiting what we did the work mm-hmm. that we put in and it wasn't just about the workout it was even also like mindset behind the workout what did you think that you did awesome in? like mm-hmm. what would you what were the good things about the workout what would the good thing or the things that you would have changed mm-hmm. or maybe you would have done better or what do you take away that we could we need to dial in like those mm-hmm. holes and so it was always like revisiting how I was doing in training mm-hmm. and mindset, strategy, flow of the workout and what we did. Um, so that was that was awesome. And that just helped me learn so much more about myself. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about the workout. It's not just about the, you know, five rounds and 21-15-9. Right. It's so much more than that and the mentality behind what you're doing mm-hmm. and staying intentional. So he's definitely taught me taught me so much about that. That's huge getting so much more out of it than just checking the the workout off your list and so after Italy then Rogue came along Mm -hmm. and I ended up I got I qualified for Rogue through their qualifier Mm -hmm. and and why did you decide to do the qualifier at that time did you know that you had qualified for the games or what was your intention for competing at Rogue yeah so at the by that time I knew that I had qualified for the game so like no pressure on that Mm -hmm. and I did the qualifier because I just wanted to I just heard so much about the Rogue invitation. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. all these games athletes are already going. Like, I want to go, and that would be a great practice or a great experience before getting to the games. Mm-hmm. And Scott was like, you should definitely, like, sign up and do it. I was like, okay, well, I'll do it. And um, not really thinking, like, if I qualify, awesome. Mm-hmm. If I don't, like, I'm not, like, bummed out about it. And I ended up winning the qualifier, which was so neat. I was, like, in the middle of – practicing one of the Italy events Mm -hmm. and I saw a rogues post I was like oh my gosh that's so (laughs) So cool cool. and uh, so I decided to do that for the experience um, just to get something under my belt but Mm -hmm. it also was the same weekend that I was supposed to graduate and walk um, at John Carroll for my MBA so I had I I picked you know competing at the rogue Mm -hmm. invitational over you know walking across uh, for my with my family and Mm -hmm. for that diploma and um, that was something that I chose and not something that my parents were very happy about <laughs> at first. They're like, all this money, and we're not about to walk across stage. And, but I did it, and they came to Rogue and were just as supportive. And um, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. That's it was awesome. just the best experience. That's awesome. And congrats on your MBA, too. Thank you. Um, Thank you. What was it like kind of being with – I mean, they had the top ten – women from the games who were there competing Mm -hmm. what was it like competing with them being in the back like the warm-up area with them like how did you approach the whole experience it was (laughs) going back to like me being a fangirl behind scenes like Scott was like okay (laughs) 
you have watched these girls on TV, but you are not a fan today or that weekend. Yeah. And, um, but it was it was amazing. I mean, it was absolutely incredible just being alongside the best women in the world and being able to compete against them and like knowing like I deserve to be here. Like I earned my spot. I've I've proven myself mm-hmm. several times, and like this is my time to prove to myself that I've earned all of this and I've learned that I've, I've come such a long way mm-hmm. and and it was definitely a proud moment to just be there mm-hmm. and have that opportunity and it was cool to like even talk to some of the girls in the back like Margot Alvarez mm-hmm. I've she's just the sweetest I, I asked her I was like what would you give like over I think I caught her in the bathroom like we, I was walking out she was walking in and she congratulated me she's like hey congratulations on making the CrossFit Games like Scott just told me I was like oh my gosh <laughs> you know me That's and so cool. um, I asked her I was like what would what would your advice be to a rookie to a games rookie mm-hmm. and she's like the first thing she said, she goes, you need to go to the games and just soak in every single experience. Mm -hmm. There's no pressure. You're not like held to these expectations. Some of these other top girls are held to because of, you know, you know, previous years, previous years. Mm -hmm. And you are there. This is your first year to learn and to soak it all in and to take everything just one event at a time Mm -hmm. don't let you know bad events get to you because they already happened and just be present Mm -hmm. in everything that you're doing at the games and so that was just awesome advice to have and I talked to um even Tia she's Mm -hmm. she uh we were partner we were like paired up when we were like in our briefings and having to uh, work on shooting together so we were partnered up in our little stations and I was like talking to her too throughout the weekend and just like she was just telling me about like being confident in myself and being Mm -hmm. confident that I deserve to be here too and just like great advice coming from her and her even saying like I've gone through the same thing yeah like I've been there I've I've battled with you know you know the mentality behind the sport and giving yourself credit and Mm -hmm. being confident in your performance and yourself so that was always cool to hear that coming from like a you know the best in the world the fittest Mm -hmm. in the world and it was awesome to kind of get that little bit of an insight from some of the top competitors that's awesome and awesome to see you go in with such a great attitude of like I just want to learn as much as I can from these people because that's what it's all about really and it it was one of those that of course I was nervous Mm -hmm. and a lot of people were like how are you feeling how are you feeling going into it like these are the best in the world I was like yeah I know know. (laughs) I've watched (laughs) I was like I just want to take it all in and -hmm. learn and I came out of it like I got 13th overall and there are events that I was very proud of there are events that I was just like okay we need to do more echo biking Mm -hmm. like that's one of my worst ones but I learned it was awesome that's awesome okay so backtracking Erin for you what do you think was the biggest thing change in training or mentality that allowed you to qualify to the games um just believing that I Mm -hmm. could actually do it and having more faith in myself um and I feel like a lot of these competitions, I go in as the underdog. Like, no one knows who I am, which I kind of mm-hmm. like because there's no pressure. Funny story about that. I was talking to, like, the weekend before Rogue, I was um, with Justin, who writes the morning chalk up. And he was like, what is the story behind this Aaron girl? <laughs> he was like, she didn't do the open. She's qualified for the games. No one knows about her. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, she's definitely keeping a low profile. But I'm like, you just wait. Watch out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing, like, I, I like being the underdog because I can kind of crawl my way up with no pressure, but at some point, I'm, I you just have to, like, 
realize like you you're here to win this like you can do this Mm -hmm. so having more faith in myself that way I think was the biggest um, shift that helped me get through that weekend and you mentioned that there are some books and things that you go back to are there any that you would recommend to other people as far as working on mindset (laughs) or confidence Um, of course Ben Bergeron's book yes is one of my favorites I I think I've read it five times and also Tim Grover I don't know if you've Mm. heard of Relentless I think I've seen it but no I haven't read it um tons of great quotes in that book he was actually Michael Jordan's mentor I think so he talks a lot about Michael Jordan and uh I kind of just relate it my own way to CrossFit those are both great books that's awesome yeah so awesome so now as you are approaching games training really it's just what, how many months, May, June, it's like July? Eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, about eight about weeks. Months, yeah. um, how are you guys approaching this time? And what is your schedule like? Like, have you adjusted your schedule and responsibilities? I hope you're sleeping more than three or four hours a night now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What does that look like? Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so I started locking my dog up at night in his cage so he <laughs> cannot disrupt my sleep because my <laughs> pit bull is, he's such a sweetheart, but he wakes me up like three, four times during the <laughs> night. So my REM was not happening. So <laughs> Pitbull's locked away. That's the first change. <laughs> Second, um, I'm trying to swim more. Uh, swimming is like terribly hard. So I, th- I just hired my hired my cousin. Nice. She's a swim coach uh, for a high school swim team. So she's going to help me swim and um, in exchange for some nutrition work. So awesome. I'm going to do her meal plans. She's going to help me swim. Um, but basically same, same format that I have been doing, following Misfit. Um, I think their games training for the games comes out in June. So we'll start that and more just like uh, strong, strong man stuff that I never Mm -hmm. do in training Mm -hmm. or not that often in training. Um, And how is your nutrition? um, What is your approach to nutrition now? My approach? Mm -hmm. Um, I pretty much keep the same as what I was doing before just because it's been working really well. Mm -hmm. So I'm at a good weight right now where I'm never hungry. So I have adequate calories Mm -hmm. to get me through the day. Um, plus I'm at night and, uh, at a weight that like my gymnastics feels really, really good and Mm -hmm. and my strength training as well. So I don't want to, I don't want to be too heavy where, you know, muscle ups and pull ups start to become Mm -hmm. a struggle, but I don't want to be too light where I can't, uh, lift the heavy weights that Mm -hmm. I was doing before. So, and do you like weigh and measure your food? Do you have certain approach to the quality of foods that you're eating? Yeah, so I follow macros, so everything is pretty much weighed okay. out. Um, my husband and I food prep on Sundays, so we'll just make a, uh, a lot of just chicken and rice and sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. and I just kind of prepackage it all, mm-hmm. put it in the fridge, pop it out as I go. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm eating like 2,600 calories per day. Okay. So kind of a lot, I think. That's so good. That's good. That's plenty. That's plenty. But it's like it, you, you can – yeah, you can tell you've gone through different stages of experimentation to get to that point and find what works for you, which for I think sure. is the important part. For sure. Cool. How about you, Fee? Yeah, so, well, after, well, I've taken the gap se- this gap semester, so I'm not in classes okay. yet. Um, I'll be starting classes back up in August for school. For So you're going for another degree? So I've been... <laughs> I thought com- you just graduated. <laughs> yeah, right, right, like just student forever. Um, no, yeah, I've been completely inspired, and I, I was originally going for chiropractic or okay. PT. Like, I was, like, still, like, in the middle, and, um, and anyways, after just being involved with with the sport and being mm-hmm. surrounded by so many professionals like yourself and some of my good friends, um, 
I've definitely loved and been inspired by the holistic care mm-hmm. and osteopathic mm-hmm. philosophy. And that's definitely what I'm, I'm pursuing in August. So I'll be taking some pre-medical classes oh at Cleveland State and starting for the MCAT. So if you have advice, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know this. I can't yes. believe that I'm just finding this yes. out. And it's, it's kind so of like another excited like for you. overly ambitious goal. But I think the difference yeah. there is I finally found what I'm, I'm passionate about. And mm-hmm. I think that's a huge difference between you know, liking the idea of something and just being completely driven by passion mm-hmm. and what you love. And I think CrossFit has definitely been a huge reason of that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's helped so much in my, like, mind, body, and spirit. I mean, I like I said, I started CrossFit not because I wanted to be a competitor, but I, I wanted to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to feel good. And, you know, so that's definitely, like, my my path that I'm going on I'm so excited but, um, for you yes I'm I'm so excited so like things are going to change mm-hmm. in the fall when it comes to like balancing out again student life nothing that I'm not used to but it's mm-hmm. definitely going to be a lot different mm-hmm. and um but so I have the opportunity right now to not be in classes mm-hmm. and not having to balance a student life so right now I'm, I'm in the gym I'm coaching throughout the day kind of like what my days look like is I'll be amping up with Scott the volume Mm -hmm. um really dialing it on on my holes on training Mm -hmm. so a lot more swimming a lot more running outside Mm -hmm. and um I can't say swimming is a strength (laughs) it's kind of one of those like I wish I've been doing it for a year (laughs) like if I would have known but um (coughs) so yeah so we'll be doing a lot more volume work for me personally like what I've learned a lot at Rogue is I, I was one of the sm- smaller athletes on the field, at least when it came mm-hmm. to like my strengths or my strength and numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to, I need to focus a lot on building my strength more on these next two months, keeping my conditioning, mm-hmm. um, but definitely like getting into the areas that I don't hit often. So odd object work, mm-hmm. the swimming, the running, the cycling. I know I have to do cycling. So there's a coach here at Mentality that um, he's also, he used to swim at Johns Hopkins. Oh, wow. And yeah, he's one of our coaches here. So he's offered to help me out with swimming. That's awesome. Um, once a week. So that's definitely going to be something, or I'll be hitting swimming more than once, but he'll be working with me mm-hmm. once a week. And that's a great opportunity and good connection to have there. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to nutrition, we have a dietitian here at Mentality. Oh, that's and awesome. And Alyssa Tyler. So she's been helping me out with macros. I do most macros. And um, we've realized together that I didn't eat enough carbs. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, every time, like, 12 o'clock would hit, I'd just be <laughs> yawning. <laughs> like, I'd be so tired. And so she's definitely been helping me out with just understanding what I need as a competitor, mm-hmm. where I want to be when it comes to, like, the gains that I want to make what I need to be eating, how much, how often. And so that's really, really helped. So I'm just really trying to be mindful of my nutrition, dial it in more than anything. So like I started to weigh my foods a little bit more, the quality of my foods, I'm definitely more mindful in Mm -hmm. cooking, like preparing everything, seeing what's in front of me, seeing what's going into my foods. I think before I was just like, just gonna go to core life yeah and i still do every now and then if i like don't which is still delicious yeah which yeah. is still just as, but like not trying to go out and mm-hmm. buy meals if i'm here in the gym and really trying to prepare mm-hmm. so that's definitely gonna have to be uh, more consistent but my goal for these next two months is continuing to be very diligent in the intention of mm-hmm. how i'm being consistent and mm-hmm. everything i do has a purpose it's not just getting the training session in Mm -hmm. and going home it is every every single rep is going towards my performance at the games so 
That's awesome. And Aaron, what is your work schedule like now? So you switched over to labor and delivery. Yes. Um, I did. What is that like? Now I'm not doing, I'm not in the hospital right now. Oh, okay. So I stopped working in the hospital at the end of last summer. Um, one of our morning coaches had left. Mm-hmm. So um, I took over that role okay. for a few months. Um, he came back. Mm-hmm. So he has his job back. And right now I'm just doing meal planning. That's so, awesome. Which is pretty much a perfect situation for what I'm doing right mm-hmm. now. So That's amazing. Keeping up my nursing degree, of course, in case I have to go back. But mm-hmm. um, for right now, just doing those things. Right. It's cool to be able to shift kind of your priorities and those other things in your life to be able to pursue this, especially right now. For sure. It's so awesome to While see. I can. Yeah. <laughs> and you love it. Like, I love it. I really <laughs> do love it. It brings me a lot of happiness. So. Yeah, and it brings other people happiness, which makes me happy. So, Well, I want to wrap up um, with three questions I ask everyone on the podcast. So the first one is the three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. The three things that I do on a regular basis. Number one would be I get up. And there's this daily devotional. I guess mm-hmm. I, I haven't been as like, cons- like it's not something I've been doing for a year. It's mm-hmm. more something that I've been doing within the last couple months. Okay. But one of our members, she gave us a daily devotion. She gave me a daily devotional mm-hmm. and it's just one page every single day that you read that helps keep you present mm-hmm. and mindful and just in a good headspace. And I've really been trying to dial that in in the mornings because mm-hmm. a lot of times like after the mornings like I'm here all day things get crazy by the time I get home to home I'm just tired mm-hmm. and so just opening up with a consistent morning routine and one of those is you know a good healthy breakfast always get that in and then being present with a daily devotional and just starting the day off on a you know mm-hmm. strong note there do you know the name of it is it a specific book or it's a i'm gonna have to give you the author okay it's, we'll it's put it in the show notes. daily devotional okay. yes i'll have to send it to you okay and um, she just gave it to me within the last you know month or so that's cool so it's been it's been very good with keeping me present Mm -hmm. and I think like a lot of times if I'm up in the morning I'm just like rushing to get things done Mm -hmm. and just like everything's you know pretty flustered and I'm just rushing through the day and it helps keep what I do in training what I do in coaching Mm -hmm. with a purpose so that's one thing that I do love it I'm thinking you have two two. more things but Erin you can (laughs) go in the meantime we'll go back and forth (laughs) um so I like to start my morning uh Kind of the same way. I have a routine that I do every morning, get up, take care of the dogs, drink my coffee, and then I get some work done. Mm-hmm. So that kind of just takes care of um, relieving some stress for the evening time where mm-hmm. I can just m- relax more at night, stretch, do all that kind of stuff. So my morning routine for sure. And then my exercise being number two, mm-hmm. very important in my life right now. Um, and then the one thing that I have always done before bed since I can remember since my mom tucking us in at night, laying mm-hmm. in bed with us was I always pray before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important because, um, we have so many things to be grateful for that we kind of overlook throughout mm-hmm. the day, like simple things like, like there's so many people who can't even afford food. Or they mm-hmm. can't afford to sit there and cook and meal plan, or even that they have healthy lungs mm-hmm. or muscles to get through the day and doing the things that I'm doing. I just have a lot to Mm -hmm. be thankful for so I think taking the time to you know be thankful for that is Mm -hmm. my most important thing that I do every day I love that and you hear a lot of of days people talking about gratitude journals and things like that but I like the idea of of 
praying before bedtime and having that as like the way to end your day and think about, you know, instead of all the things that went wrong or instead of all the things that stress you out to think about how grateful you are for, you know, all the privileges that we have in our life. That's awesome. Sure. Yes. Can you think of any more? Yes, I can. So, well, this is more just general, like something that I've, that has helped with my health Mm -hmm. and stress and everything that's going on with training. 100% sleep, sleep, Mm. sleep, sleep. My dad has been telling me (laughs) for years. I remember like it was, you know, it'd be like one in the morning and be like, lights off, (laughs) like it's time to sleep. And I was like, no, 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 I got it. You're a um, night owl, it sounds like. Yes. And, and um, so that's one thing that has completely changed how I feel, just like how I feel clarity throughout the day, energy throughout the day. Um, I'm not as, you know, kind of discombobulated, (laughs) like, you know, foggy and so it's it's helps me keep training mm-hmm. keeps the training hard and intense it keeps the work that I do as a coach too I'm mm-hmm. able to give the energy to other members and that's the one thing that I've learned too a lot with coaching is mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just coaching and you know saying what's on the board but being able to give your all and your energy to the members mm-hmm. every single minute of that class. Mm-hmm. So that's been super helpful when it comes to sleep. How um, much sleep do you get on average I, now? I now get like eight, nine hours of sleep, Nice, um, which is compared to before when I was in school. And I'm sure you could relate to like being a nurse. I was probably getting like four, wow. four hours, four or five hours, like average. And, um, I remember the all-nighters, and I don't miss them. <laughs> and it, that was just, like, time management-wise uh, was poor. But uh, And then the third thing that I do every single day that keeps me just healthy and in a good space is telling the people that I love mm. that I love them and to tell them that. Mm-hmm. So my boyfriend and I, uh, at the beginning of the year, we set these goals mm-hmm. and um, – financial goals physical goals spiritual goals things Mm -hmm. like that and we all have like our little things that we do and they're not a lot it's like one little thing Mm -hmm. and um but one of the things is tell your loved ones like your parents your siblings tell me (laughs) that you love me (laughs) I tell the people that I love that I love them every day every single day I've been I've been really consistent I think that's something that we take for granted Mm mm-hmm you know, we, I don't think that we think of that, mm-hmm. you know, someone's with us every single day. We, we, we take that for granted and we don't realize, you know, what they do for us or that moment can be gone mm-hmm. at any point. And so that's something that I've been just being more mindful of and grateful for. I love that. Um, what's one thing that you're working on or that you think could have a big difference or make a big difference on your health, but you have a hard time with it? For me, it'd be time management. A hundred percent. I think that's still something that I struggle with and something that I've been trying to work on is I'm much of a, uh, I need to schedule things out. Mm -hmm. Like I need to have like, okay, I'm going to do this at nine o'clock. I'm going to do this at 10 and this at 12 and Mm -hmm. this at three, but it's hard for me to say no to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And that gets in the way of my time management skills Mm -hmm. where, you know, I get asked to maybe do you know, personal training sessions and for other people. And mm-hmm. I say yes, because I, I want to be involved and I want to be helping out mm-hmm. or just other things throughout the day that get in the way of training sometimes mm-hmm. or just like change things up in my schedule. And then it just gets pushed back. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's like the one thing that I'm really trying to work on saying no to some things and really being more mindful of time management. And that's just going to be huge when it comes to training 
of course, for the games, but also taking that into the school year mm -hmm. and how I'm going to balance that as a student. And my goals to make it to the games again is mm -hmm. aren't going to change. Mm -hmm. So that's just definitely something that if I could figure that out now, <laughs> it's going to be so much better in the fall. That's for sure. Well, I'm sure it will be an ongoing process, but it yes. seems like you're already doing yeah. so much better than you were yes. um, before. How about you, Erin? Sleep, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard with two dogs and a husband <laughs> that won't stop moving all night. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my one thing I'm working on. But like I said, dogs in the crate at night now, so That's that will good. help. That's uh, good. Yeah, I just am like, I have a lot of uh, nervous energy. Mm -hmm. Not nervous, but like I get excited to start the day. Mm -hmm. So when I wake up like to go to the bathroom at like 5, 6 a.m., I'm just laying there like... Let's go. Let's like, go. Let's do right. this. Oh, two more hours. Two more hours. You got this. So I just need to kind of chill. Help <laughs> you relax a little yeah. bit. Now you can. Yes. Yeah. Now you yeah. can. All right. What does a healthy life look like to you? Mm, I love that question. A healthy life to me, first of all, it's the people that you're surrounded by. I think when I was first starting, um, this was my early years in college, like I never found a good group that I was able to like really relate to mm -hmm. and really like feel confident with and just telling me that yeah and it was just find your group find your group of people that just like elevate every single area of your life and that you're able to just be you mm -hmm. and I think that was huge in my like health when it came to like my stress and how I felt about myself and just the confidence that I had mm -hmm. in myself I wasn't surrounded by the best energy and um and so it wasn't until I came to like a CrossFit community really that I was able to relate to other people. And we were, we had similar goals. We had mm -hmm. similar stories and similar journeys and we wanted to cheer each other on. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a competition. It wasn't about like, you know, going out and who's most popular and what are you, you know, yeah. things that like just weren't, you know, elevating my life. And so that's like the one thing that I would say, surround yourself by people that keep your mind healthy and keep your spirit healthy and give you the best energy the way that you need it to pursue your own mm -hmm. goals too. I love it. I would agree. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Find your people for sure. Yes. Yeah. Love it. It's so true. It's, you know, health, it, there's so many different ways that you can interpret health, but it's so true at the end of the day, it's all about the people in your life and the relationships yeah. that you have. So just being happy. Yes. Just be happy. And that's like, I think a lot of times people think like to be healthy, you need to eat your fruits and vegetables, mm -hmm. you need to drink water, you need to work out. And right. there's just so much more than that. But if you're doing that all by yourself all day long and you're never interacting with other people, then right. what's the point, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. So true. Well, perfect note to end on. Thank you guys both for sitting down. This has been so fun. Absolutely. And I'm Thank so you. excited for both of you for your training this summer and to watch you guys in Madison. I can't wait. Thank I can't you. wait. Thanks excited. for having us. Thank you. <laughs>Hey there, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. As you could probably tell from our conversation, I had way too much fun catching up with Fee and Aaron and learning more about their journeys that ultimately have led them to qualifying for the upcoming 2019 CrossFit Games. Here are some of my biggest takeaways from our conversation. Number one was about doing it for the right reasons. I thought it was really interesting that neither Fee or Aaron had started CrossFit because they wanted to compete. Obviously, they're now both very fierce competitors, but it's refreshing to see that they 
they love and have found value in CrossFit beyond as just an avenue for competition. I think this will serve them well later on when they decide to eventually retire from their competitive careers. It might be easier for them to still find that passion and desire to do CrossFit and practice a healthy lifestyle for other reasons. And I think it's an important question for all of us to ask ourselves, which is, why do we do CrossFit? This answer will change over the years and over our different stages of our lives, but identifying with this why will definitely help you to enjoy your workouts, not put so much pressure on yourself, and have a lot of fun, even if your name isn't always at the top of the leaderboard. The second takeaway that I have from our conversation is about patience. Fee and Erin both did CrossFit for many years before they even thought about competing. And even then, they started with local competitions, gradually increasing their training volume and intensity to qualify for a team regional experience and then an individual regional experience before even thinking about setting their sights on the games. So we often want to see results and achieve our goals immediately, but big goals can take years and years to achieve. Be patient with yourself and enjoy that process. The third takeaway, which is probably the biggest and most important, and I think you probably recognize from this episode, was the importance of mindset. It was apparent that both Fee and Aaron had identified their mindset as one of the most critical pieces of the puzzle that allowed them to qualify for the games this year. We see examples of this over and over again, but our own mind is often our biggest limiter. And if we can allow ourselves to believe we are capable of far more than we think, it's amazing what can happen. Neither Fee nor Aaron were a shoe in for the games this year, but it's clear that the work they put in on their mental game has paid off in a huge way. Never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at juliefouché.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. I'm really excited to share with you that this month, in addition to $20 off your first order, ButcherBox has a very special gift that is so good, I can't even mention it on the podcast. You can learn more about it at butcherbox.com forward slash Julie, where you can find all the details. So if you know me, you know I care a lot about where my food comes from, and that's particularly true when it comes to meat. I believe that meat can have a place in a well-rounded diet, but there's a huge difference when it comes to animals that are raised in feedlots and that are fed primarily corn and soy and routinely given growth hormones and antibiotics, and those that are responsibly raised, fed their natural diet, and never given growth hormones or antibiotics. High quality meat like this is hard to find, but ButcherBox makes it super easy because they deliver 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork, as well as wild Alaskan sockeye salmon directly to your doorstep. All of their products are humanely raised and never, ever given antibiotics or hormones. This gives me some peace of mind knowing that I can trust my meat is the highest quality out there and will taste amazing. Plus, they offer free shipping anywhere in the contiguous 48 United States, which is awesome. 
Right now, ButcherBox has put together a very special deal for all Pursuing Health listeners. If you order your first box, you'll get a very special gift plus an additional $20 off. And as I mentioned, that special gift is so epic, I can't even talk about it here. You'll have to go to butcherbox.com forward slash Julie to check out the deal and get your $20 off your first order. Now remember, it's only available until supplies last. So go check it out right now. Once again, that's $20 off plus a special gift with your first box by going to butcherbox.com forward slash Julie. Check it out. I promise it will be worth it.